Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the No CMO Podcast, brought to you by You Don't Need a CMO. Our guest today on No CMO is Andrea Tassistro, founder and CEO of Food Detective. Food Detective is a cloud-based aggregator and multi-channel commerce platform designed for large and medium-sized food and beverage businesses. Previously, Andrea has founded two other companies beginning with his first entrepreneurial venture in 2015, The Green Van Company. Uh, since then, Andrea has grown Food Detective to what it is today. It was very interesting to get into the food and beverage side of things and then also the food and beverage side of startups, um, which I did not know a lot about. Uh, so we really got to delve into that and also the struggles of having a food and beverage startup and what to expect in the space, um, as well as some coming innovations by Food Detective. So hope you guys enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. This is episode 14 of the No CMO podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sullivan. And today I'm here with Andrea. Uh, he's the founder of originally the Green Van Company, uh, also Let's Brunch, and his most recent company, Food Detective, which is a cloud-based aggregator, uh, multi-channel commerce platform for medium and large-sized food and beverage businesses. I'm obviously going to have you go into it more, but I just wanted everybody to get uh, the intro of of kind of what you do. So Andre, if you could kind of just go into some of your background um, and explain what you do and then maybe talk about uh, lead into some food detective. Yeah, with pleasure. Um, hi, Ryan, and thank, thanks for having me Anytime. here today. Um, basically, I'm a Italian Swiss. I was born in uh, Geneva, which is a, a city based in, uh, in a city in, in Switzerland. Uh, I then moved to London uh, to study. I did a bachelor degree in entrepreneurship, and while I was basically um, in London doing my bachelor, I had to um, finish my degree with a company. And this is where, um, with a bunch of friends, we started a food truck company back in Switzerland, since there were no food truck uh, in Switzerland at the time. And uh, this is how it started. Basically, uh, we started the green van company out of uni, and. Uh, very quickly, it became uh, our full-time job. It became uh, the, the first real venture. And, and one thing led me to, to another. And I, I'm still today in the F&B industry, but now trying to solve a problem that I initially found while working at the Green Van. Uh, so what would that problem be? It was the, um, the fact that uh, as a restaurant growing, um, you have a lot of demands, you have a lot of services, software platforms, but you, you have no aggregator that enables you to have a 360 vision of your business uh, from a single view. And so with Bernard Moret, who's my uh, co-founder today, who, who runs the, the product and the technology, we built this platform called Food Detective that enables uh, any restaurant, food truck, coffee shop, bakery, to register online and extremely easily um, set up, aggregate, integrate any of its services uh, and manage them from a single tool. So is it, um, does it integrate like CRM and like kind of like supply chain too? Like is it, does it integrate the actual like products that are coming into the restaurant or is it more um, like customer facing or how does that? So at at the moment um, we're launching the V1 now, It's, it's more customer facing. But on the long run, we will be basically integrating everything a restaurant needs 
in order to uh, manage it, its shop, its locations, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, the supply chain is also something that we're working on at the moment. It's not yet available for the restaurant, but will be soon. So, so that was kind of, um, did you find that challenge through restaurant owners or you found it through, um, you know, your experience with the green van or was it a culmination of those things or? Yeah, I would say it was a combination of, of both. Um, it's something that I, I, I've experienced being a, a, a restaurant owner and, uh, and then that I see today, uh, with the clients that we work with and try to, to, to bridge that with a solution that we built today. That's awesome. So I want to talk about, um, kind of how you expanded the outreach, um, of it because I think you mentioned in a video, uh, the other video that we were talking about before, um, how you did it. You started it in, in London, right? It was like the first city. Yeah, exactly. It was initially in just an Instagram account and we were, uh, listing all the best restaurants, um, in London just, just has a record for us and for our friends of the best places to eat out and then going to the restaurants and talking with them. We, we kind of assessed the problem and understood the problem in the F&B industry and said, okay, we can actually take this to the next step. Then it became a website. Today is a, it's a, it's a software linked to a platform and uh, helps restaurants basically uh, on their daily operations. Wow. So it basically started with just an idea of, you know, we're going to just educate people on what, what the good restaurants are. Yes, exactly. And- so, so did you even think it was going to get to the point of a business? Like, was that the goal in the beginning or did you, it was it just kind of to do it? At, at the beginning, beginning, I think the, the first shot was just uh, say, okay, let's do a cool Instagram account. <laughs> and uh, then uh, we had the green van in the, in the meantime, we saw the problem at the green van. And so we say, okay, let's, let's build a company. Let's do a software. Uh, let's solve this problem. So awesome. Yeah. That makes perfect sense though. Cause you had that, um, from that experience, but then I feel like it almost just from an Instagram account, I think that's crazy. Uh, that, and then it just, you know, spawned into a company from there. Um, so does, or I guess I'm trying to, uh, word this correctly or like try to find out what exactly what my question is, but, um, how did you take, uh, did, did the, did you shouting out those restaurants? Um, and talking to them, is that what built the following on the Instagram and expanded the account? Or like, how did you gain? Because I know you have a decent following on, on that account. So just curious um, about that. Yes. Initially, it was uh, tagging them every time we were eating at the restaurants and asking them if they could just um, uh, mention us on social every time we were writing a review about it or posting about them. And so uh, slowly by slowly, initially, we had no reach, no followers. And all of a sudden, uh, we see that we have, I think uh, it was uh, uh, July 2016, we have uh, more than 5,000 followers. And suddenly we receive invitation to eat out at restaurant because they want us to test them. And we're like, whoa, uh, what's happening here? We we were just 
helping our community to eat out and now we're invited. Now they're requesting you to go to review it. Whereas before you're going and just reviewing it and releasing it in hopes that they're going to repost it. Now they're going to say, now they're saying, Hey, we, we like you guys so much and what you've done for other restaurants. There you go. Exactly. Can, can you do it for us as well? And so this is where uh, it became interesting because it, it was a time we started to sit down with restaurants and talk with them and understand their problem and, and try to, to solve it initially with the, with the first scrappy website we had at the beginning and, um, and slowly, slowly uh, raising awareness about this problem around us. We raised a, a little pre-seed round and say, okay, let's build a product. Uh, and, and let's really build a company that can help them solve this problem. If you would, um, could you go into like how you ended up raising money for it? Because that's just something that's a topic that we we cover a lot on this podcast. So I just like to ask people kind of like the process behind that. Yeah, I think um, I did a, a course uh, at UPFN. It's it's the, basically the the university in Lausanne, and um, after a three months course there. Um, where we were trained about how to build a company and a tech startup, uh, the guy said, okay, look, uh, we validate the idea. I think it, it's worth trying to, to build a company. Now the only thing you need to have is more money in order to build this product that you want to want to build. So for six months, I was just me, myself, and I, and a deck. And I, I was trying to convince people about the fact that there, there's this problem in the restaurant industry and uh, we can solve it by building the, uh, this product and we need 100K. And initially, we were, look, uh, come back when you have the product, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end, a um, few friends, uh, some family members, we ended up uh, raising uh, the 100K. You need 100K in Switzerland to, to start a company. And so we said, okay, uh, now we have the, the money, we have the investors, let's start. So this what, is how, how we started, basically. Awesome. So how have your priorities changed from not from before the investment to after the investment? What is the, is there a switch um, in what you're, I assume there is a switch in what you're able to do, but what, are you doing things differently now? Yeah, there there's a total switch in the sense that your responsibility becomes 100% the company. You cannot uh, try things around anymore or work uh, on a, have a part-time job and stuff like this. It was really, okay, now uh, I'm, I'm actually being trusted by these people and I have to show them that they can still trust me in the future and that they, they made the right decision. So let's prove them they made the right decision. And, and so, so mm-hmm. it, it became continue. not a hundred percent, but a three hundred percent full-time commitment. And this is where uh, it, it actually all really began. It was January two thousand eighteen. Wow. So how? Um, and you've mentioned this in other publications and stuff too. How important is the trust and loyalty to you? It's it's extremely important. It's a uh, it's uh, I think a solid base of of uh, as a person you going forward and maybe as a company uh, gain more um, more reach more people and uh, and yeah yeah I think with a restaurant too um, you know with at least like local businesses like 
the only reason you go to a local place is because you trust that the food is going to be good and you, you know, the server or whatever it might be. So like on that end, the trust makes perfect sense. So for you to transfer that from a small business, whatever, you know, trust in like a local place to now your business, like you have to keep the trust going up the chain. Um, Absolutely. So, so that, that makes sense to me. Um, so what, like, um, I think I, I found that there was like, five or six different things that you look for um, when you're going into a rec into like a restaurant now or the, the food detectives themselves, because can you go into that? Like how that works? Um, how like the people that um, like the food detective yeah. aspect of it? Yeah, absolutely. So we thought that um, just, this is just a product or what we call the reviews um, today are a bit broken, especially since uh, we all know there are a lot of fake reviews around and like uh, companies um, that have a massive amount of reviews are, are not really trusted. We, we said, let, let's change the way we, we make reviews. Let's make them more precise, more in-depth, so can, people can just trust and, and go to the point where they want to look at. So, for example, if, if you are just interested in, in the food or the atmosphere, why don't you just look at the food or the atmosphere? And, you don't have to read a whole review. And so we build this uh, process of six pillar reviews that take into account the food, um, the atmosphere, the service, the pricing, the concept, uh, and the cleanliness. Uh, the cleanliness, sorry. sorry. Um, and this way, you can assess uh, a restaurant, a place, a bar, by just looking at these six pillars and together uh, they, they, they do a, a rating and this rating is the, the rating of the entire place. And obviously food is more important than the concept because uh, if it's good, then it's, it's more important and stuff like this. So we really broke down the, the process in, in six, uh, six different steps and this is what we do today. So will people sacrifice cleanliness or atmosphere if the food is really good? Have you found anything like that? I'm That's sure. a, a really good question, but um, I guess some people do because um, you obviously have uh, around the world some dusty places that, that cook terribly good food mm -hmm. and, and people keep on going there. Uh, and I think I know a few even here in Switzerland or in London. some near me too. So. <laughs> exactly. But the food is just so damn good that you don't really care and you just go for that. Well, it's that trust thing too. It's like you, you yeah, know, it, you know, yeah, you trust them. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, but we just want to make sure that it's extremely precise. And when you go to these places, you can look at our reviews and say, okay, I know what, what I'm heading for. I know what, what will will be there basically. So I know the food is very good, the atmosphere is insane, but uh, the service is terrible and it's not that, not that clean. So did the software portion of your business come from this review portion? Like, are they two separate sides? Are they one? Like yeah, it's, a, it's two separate sides. Okay. Uh, re reviews is, is just a product. Uh, so it's basically just like a blog style um exactly a I blog see it's, con yeah, it's content exactly it's content and and at the 
on the other side, you have the software that, that really aggregates all the services. So you, so you guys can have basically a consumer focused side and then, you know, more of a, a B2B side. You got it. All right. So who are you, who is your main, the main target would probably be businesses though, right? For the, for your actual software. Yes. We're not a B2C company at all. We're okay, really you. A, a, you just a, provide information to consumers through your, through your, I see. Okay. I love that though. That's awesome. Cause you're multidimensional. Um, yeah. yeah, because I think, I don't know about you because, but, or about your experience with, with different companies, but I think like, I don't think enough companies blog. I don't think enough companies release content. Um, I don't think enough companies make podcasts and things like that. So like how important is it to you to, to maintain that uh, consumer side of like people going to your reviews, trusting your reviews? I think it's, it's extremely important. I think it's a, it's not only a, a hook for people that are interested into the place, but it's also something that shows that we care and we're not just here um to to focus on the on the software side but we also thought a lot more further than just okay let's build a product ship it and that's it no 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 we really went and said okay how many problems do we have on the table for our restaurants how many can we solve them okay review is part of this problem let's solve the review problem as well okay done now to the next one got you okay so that was the progression that makes perfect sense but y- you know y- you it seems like you started with kind of the, um, you know, with the baseline, um, you know, consumer centric type of like, that's how food detective kind of started. It seems like, you know, and then, but then you realize from that stemmed the problem of, you know, these restaurants not being able to, uh, you know, centralize everything. So exactly. It it, it was, a we started actually with the, with all in one platform. uh, And at some point I think I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll find the, the first deck that I did that looks terribly wrong and, <laughs> and, and bad um, and, and show that actually the main thing was really this aggregation of, uh, of services and not the, the reviews. But reviews was at the time uh, a very useful marketing tool and an acquisition channel that we, we wanted to have in order to help restaurants uh, be trusted and, uh, and have a a clear feedback about what they do and how they perform. So how could this work? I think um, I saw something about catering as well. Um, so is that, would that fall into the same category as like, would a, would a catering company be on the same platform as like a restaurant? Is that like what you were trying to integrate when it came to catering or is it like, um, you know, well, like you said, it's, it's all basically B2B, right? Yeah, it's, it's B2B, but we, we, we said, look, uh, restaurants have quite a lot of demand uh, to make some catering from some people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and catering can just be like, okay, let's order food for the entire office. And to me, that's, that's a catering because it's just oh, it not is, yeah. a single order. It's, a, it's, let's say we order for more than 15 people, stuff like this. So we said, let's just add a button that makes people order for 15 people and uh, directly requests to the restaurant. Oh, so, so it added, helps. Yeah, exactly. And it, it helps restaurant then uh, see uh, when they have this catering request, when uh, they need to prepare the food or how much food they need to order in advance, etc., etc. Yeah. So it helps the organization side of that when you have, 
you know, instead of somebody, it's so much easier to, to do it on a platform and to have the software to handle that rather than somebody calling and we have 17 people, exactly. Um, you know, then it, things can get lost. Somebody doesn't write it down or it, it eliminates a lot of the human error. Um, you know, you, you got it all right. Exactly. So what do you think about Yelp? Yelp? Yeah. Um, like, I, what's your opinion on it? Have you, like, do you, is that where, like, the bad reviews have kind of festered? And then that, like, was that, like, a motivation to kind of, you know, put so much time and energy into making good reviews? Yeah, I think Yelp was on the list of the website that provides fake reviews. And there is a whole case about it from Harvard Business School. Oh, you know what? I did see that. Um, which which explains about the fact that uh, not only restaurants uh, pay to write fake reviews about them, but also pay to write fake reviews about their competition. And I think this is terribly wrong because it it's, it's like the, the user is, is completely uh, biased when it comes to these reviews. It cannot basically assess correctly. And we said, okay, we changed this by not providing anyone uh, the possibility to write reviews and have professionals doing it for us. Yeah, so how do you vet these people? Um, and, and do they work for your company? Or are they freelancers, contractors? How does that work? On the They're review? contractors or freelancers or people that just love uh, talking about their experience and their, and their, their food industry, the food industry in general. That's awesome. I think that it's great to eliminate that problem because you know, if I'm in a different place, um, and especially like a different country or, or something, I'm, I'm all like, I'm always, I always want to look at the reviews, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to think that, oh, maybe these reviews are just, you know, paid by the restaurant to, you know, to make it seem better than it is. Like, that's like definitely a, a, a harsh reality that, <laughs> that, that happens, you know, cause then you don't know, like that takes away all the trust, right? Like actually. Yeah. So you um you kind of go city by city with this like regional location? Yeah, we do a city by city. And um and yeah, we have uh, these people that are uh, that are passionate about food and who write reviews uh, in order to to find the best restaurants and uh, that makes sense. And write about them. Awesome. And then they get they get paid through that or is that or they just do it. Yeah, some some of them get paid to to do it. Those who have like a, a big reach or a very mm -hmm. important uh, uh, follower base who produce a lot of content, they get paid. That's awesome. I want to go back a little bit, um, maybe to the green van or um, or let's branch a little bit, uh, kind of just taking it back to what were when you started like either of those companies, like what were some, what were some challenges that you had? Cause like you were, you said you were like basically fresh out of college, right? Or yeah, exactly. pretty young. So what did you have? Cause I've interviewed people on my podcast that start small businesses and they've had some trouble with like people taking them seriously. Um, and I don't know, it could be, a, it's probably a different culture where you're from. So I'm not sure if that changes, but what are some challenges, challenges that you were, you had when you were starting these? I think, the main challenge was was really to overcome the fact that you know nothing about it, that you're suddenly um, alone trying to solve a problem, and that if you make some mistakes, it can get legal. 
So you have to make sure that everything you do, you do it right, um, uh, that that you don't mess up uh, with the investors, that you don't mess up with the food. I mean, playing with food is not a, an easy thing. We tend to forget this, but what if someone gets food poisoned and uh, you are liable for it? And and so we said, okay, let's um, let's split the task between us founders and uh, very precisely have uh, these these things to do that we do extremely well. And I think that that led to doing things right, even though we, we had to overcome thousands of problems uh, a day. Yeah. Did you ever want to like, did you ever think it wasn't going to work though? Like, did you ever want to stop or was it, was it basically like you had the faith? No, we, we had this very uh, exciting moment where we were super enthusiastic and uh, say, okay, let's do this and do that. And we have an event and there's 150 people uh, we will be serving uh, so many burgers and stuff like this. And sometimes that, yeah, we were at a location, wrong location, because we thought there would be people, but no one showed up and we sold two burgers, prepared 40. We're like, oh, okay. I think we need to change a few stuff here. Um, but no, I think we, we had in, inside us that faith that said, look, this is going to work and, and it's going to be a, a great, great thing. And yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's awesome. Cause it's, and peop- yeah. people will love it. I mean, as soon as you have something that, that people like, that people share, that people enjoy, it's, I guess, where you get that networking effect, where uh, you'll, you'll grow your customer base faster than, than just uh, if you were a standard, standard business. Yeah. Where did you get the idea for the truck? Did you, because I feel like, I mean, I know in America, like they're really, they're really popular, but I don't know about like lunch trucks there, but like, where did that come from? Or the it van? A, it was a discussion between me uh and this friend of mine, uh, he had this this project at uni uh, that he really wanted to to make more than just a project at uni. And he came to me and said, "Look, man, I think uh, we we could really buy this uh, these vans that were done in in Belgium and and cook some extremely easy burger that we can sell for less than ten francs in Lausanne." And plus, there are no food trucks. We were doing that while eating a burger at Five Guys. <laughs> and we, we brainstormed for about six hours in a, in a square in London. And we just said, okay, you know what? Let's go back home and, and do a presentation or start a business plan. So we went back home and um, we started to write this business plan. And all of a sudden... Uh, another friend of mine that was uh, living in London at the time said, look, uh, this is great. Can, can I join you guys? And we were like, yeah, yeah, just join us. And we're three guys now. And a week later, another guy joins us and said, okay, look, I'm already in Lausanne. I can, uh, I can uh, take care of this here. And said, okay, you, you join. And we were these four founders. I said, okay, you do this, I do that. And the, the idea came like this and, and digging down and doing research and finding about food trucks, about lo- um, locations, about, about the food truck itself. It's, a, it's an old school Citroën from the 60s 
we said, okay, this this will bring attention because it's beautiful and people want to to have it for their birthday and stuff like this. We we started a company like this. Wow. So it was kind of just all kind of fell together into place. And then obviously like the formation of it, obviously the next, all the next parts of it were like the, you know, a lot of work, I assume. Did you have any trouble with like permits or for the city or? Yeah. Yeah. For, for three months. And this is actually where it gets totally crazy, but for three months. So we were a food truck. But since we could not drive the food truck because we didn't have the permits, we had to put the food truck on a truck and <laughs> we were driving the truck with the food truck behind us. Oh, so wow. we were, we were, uh, were trailering living. the food truck, basically. Exactly, yeah. It was a total mess. It worked like this for three months and then we got the permit to, to, to circulate with the van and we, we started like this. What did they say? Were they like, what are you doing? A food truck or did they already know did they know what foods like was it was that already an established thing like did they already have a rule for that or, or did they because it took no, three months you said right it took a bit more than three uh, it took three months once we had the food truck but from the idea to um, uh-huh. to to driving the food truck around i think it took more than eight months or something like this and at, at the time there was just one food truck that's still around in Geneva, which is probably the most famous one uh, called uh, the Hamburger Foundation. And that was initially probably the, the most famous or the most well-known food truck. And this is why we decided to do it in, in Lausanne and not in Geneva. So um, to kind of like go through the evolution of it. So you got, um, you, did, was that the company that, that you sold or was, did you sell Let's Brunch? Which one? No, it was uh, the green van. Um, yeah. So, how did you get to the point where you decided? Was it all? Was were the were the four people you and the three other people were you guys there at the end? The same people at the end that was that were there in the beginning, or? I think things just started to fall apart. Uh, we received the second the second van uh, that was about to start the operation, and uh, we were four partners plus a chef um, at the time two of us really wanted to keep on going with the trucks and the other two wanted to open restaurants and for us it, it made no sense to open restaurants and things were not uh, that easy anymore between the four of us and so uh, at some time we split it and after uh, some time of this bit where we were not in the operation anymore, we said, uh, okay, guys, we'll be basically selling our shares and, um, and shares got, got bought back. Oh, I see. So do they still run it, the other two? Or do they still have the company? Or Yeah, they still have the company. They opened a restaurant. And I think the food truck just uh, goes around for events now. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So what, so ba- so you had to make a tough decision, you and the other guy who also wanted to, to, uh, move, to keep going. Yeah, obviously it wasn't, uh, something that we did, uh, easily. It took, uh, it took us a lot of, uh, reflection, a lot of, uh, a lot of time. It was, you know, it's, it's at the time it was our baby and we really wanted to, uh, to keep on operating, um, the, the van, but. It was just not working out. So we said, okay, you know what? 
let's let's just uh, spit and 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 keep on on working on other projects. And this is where uh, Food Detective and Let's Brunch started. So I think that's like a key indicator of like a um, you know smart entrepreneur is like being you know recognizing like that's your baby, but at the same time being able to just you know being able to move on and evolve past it and start something new. Um, so how did um, Let's Brunch come about? And like, what, what is that? If you can explain it. Let's Brunch is a, is a delivery service of, of brunch and a catering services for a company to deliver them a, a breakfast and brunch. Um, and so we started by cooking at different venues in Geneva. And we were rent, renting out these, these, these big spots or restaurants. And we were doing events. Uh, and cooking for people and at the same time we had this uh, delivery service so you could order food online through our website and we were we, we basically worked for for three or four months just to find out how to deliver eggs because eggs is it's extremely tough to 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 deliver and we found a machine that could do that so we were uh, delivering eggs uh, to people on sunday morning and um, we did that for about a year, um, but I think the the lack of uh, people or interest for the for the product made that we had to say, okay, this is maybe uh, not the most scalable and um, profit margin business that that will be running. We were just doing okay, covering the cost for everyone but not uh, really making money. So we said, okay, uh, maybe just let's focus on something else, which was Food Detective. And we really stopped Let's Brunch when we raised the 100K for Food Detective. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. So that was the evolution. Um, and yeah. then and then to come to come into Food Detective, and I feel like just from an outside perspective that Food Detective you like you needed to go through all of that to get to this product where like oh this is it like this is the one that's really gonna you know yeah, exactly. on a scalable level right to finally have something because a food truck is not that like you and selling the eggs is not that scalable right um, it's not yeah so to have something like food detective now is like okay now we're here now we can help so many more people exactly yeah and it's online it goes fast um with an mvp i think uh, we had uh, 3000 signups in, in in one afternoon when we started publishing stuff and we were like whoa wow okay this is a whole different thing you know we were really operational and and working uh, on the field and now it's everything is online everything is on on the web and started to learn to to basically grow things fast online and Today, uh, I think uh, we keep on, on do, we keep on doing that. Uh, Have you had any beta version of the software used, or any like tests of kind of like what the software is going to be? Or um, yeah, we are, we are. I'm actually uh, while I'm talking with you, I'm I'm setting I'm setting setting up a, 
a menu for a client, uh, which you can see here. It's Bami Bistro. In oh, awesome. Amazon. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, we'll make sure and, to tag uh, them and we'll include them in the show notes as well. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> pleasure. And uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, putting up their menu um, on our uh, beta delivery system. Um, so, so, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So there's the implementation right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so will restaurants from anywhere be able to sign up um, for your software? Yeah, from anywhere, basically. Uh, either you're in, uh, in the U.S. or uh, in London or South America, Asia, Singapore. You can sign up to it and, and use the services uh, as it is today. And then we'll be doing the, the mega release where you can use the entire software. Uh, at your convenience. You have a date. You have a date for that, so we'll. I'll just be able to put it in the show notes for people. Uh, I don't have a date for that yet because it it really depends on this uh, bug bash that we're doing on Friday. Uh, but uh, I can send you uh, something once it is awesome, easy. and I'll make sure to include all your information too in your Instagram um, and every obviously like the website um, for everybody as well, um, so they can Thank get you. that. Yeah, anytime. Cause just because you know that's what it's for. You gotta. Um, I'm excited for it to see to see what what it can do. Um, are, and you, are you using the the the, the service in, in New Jersey or in New York? Um, which which service? What the the food detective? I just came across it, so I haven't really I haven't oh, um, okay. got. But now, so I just actually like read some articles that that you've written today, and uh, and I have been going into Manhattan probably like once every couple of weeks. So okay, now yeah. I did, cause I don't know where to go. I'm not from there. So that's perfect. I just came across uh, your article. So now I'm going to definitely be, um, I just saw the list of like the best bars to go to as well. So I'm going to hit some of those. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, cause I don't know, like I can ask people, but then like you said, that's just their perspective of where they're, they've went. So, um, exactly. but yeah, I'll definitely, I haven't used it yet, um, but yeah, definitely next time I go in the city or if I go to Philly or because I go to Philly too a lot during okay. the year. So. Not, not sure we have restaurants in Philly yet, maybe a few. I think I, I saw one. I think I saw one on your website. It's possible. Yeah, So, but if not, Philly's huge, so I suggest definitely getting people um, in okay. Philly because they got all, there's so many because, oh man, that would be awesome to do like a cheesesteak um, Philly cheesesteak, like top five or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll write down. Yeah, this there you right go. Here. Cultural. Cause that'll get people. Cause that people are very, they're, they have strong convictions when it comes to their cheese, cheese steaks in Philly. <laughs> cheese steaks in Philly. Yep. It's that's the guide. staple. We'll, we'll we can do a guide about it. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm out here with the, if I have any more ideas, I'll send, I'll send them your way. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Um, really appreciate you coming on here and allow, just letting everybody know, um, what your company is all about and also tr the trajectory of your previous companies and your experience. I think, uh, it's really good for people to hear it. Um, and it's also showcase food detective too, because, um, you know, it's like you said, there's so many biased reviews and fake reviews out there. And if people can, um, on the consumer side, if people can actually have somebody they trust to review a restaurant and cause you've got to spend, you're spending two hours of your day. You got to drive there. You could, you're spending a hundred dollars or something, you know, even if it's, even if you're spending 20, you should still, um, you know, know who you can trust. Right. So yeah, yeah I think that's great. Um, and food detective on the, um, on the, on the B2B side and, and on the, the, uh, the medium, the large size business side, I think is going to be great. 
Um, and we'll, we'll wait up for that. We'll have all the information in the show notes, um, as well for, for everything you have out now. So Andrea, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And and thank you for, uh, for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that episode as much as I did recording it. Really had a great time with Andrea getting into the food and beverage side of things, which I don't see a lot of. Um, So it was nice to get that perspective and to also highlight some of the troubles that entrepreneurs go to, especially in the food and beverage industry. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a No CMO podcast episode brought to you by You Don't Need a CMO. That's youdontneedacmo.com for upcoming events, webinars, podcasts, and free information on the site. Thank you guys once again for another episode.